Piu, piu, piu. Welcome to Cosmic Explorations podcast, written by the cosmos, narrated by Viva Cristina. Hey. <laughs> we are exploring the universe in and of us through a cosmic storytelling of astrology and a playful invocation of zodiac archetypes that live inside all of us. I like to call it sassy spirituality. <laughs> I'm incorporating my Libra sun and a shitload of other planets in Libra to help you nurture the relationship with all of life and the spirit in adventurous, playful, philosophical ways through my Sagittarius moon and then deepen the intimacy, pleasure and presence with my Scorpio rising. <laughs> I call this sensual shadow play and it is way through the whole of cosmic explorations realms. I'm super happy to tune in with you today for another Gemini season inspired episode with a special guest. And these episodes are not only for those with significant planets in the highlighting signs, because as I always say, we have all of these qualities within us. Some might be just more expressed than the others. So if you think you don't have Gemini or whatever other sign, babe, that's actually not true because you are whole and possessed all of the qualities, the limitless potentiality of the universe. So welcome to your psychedelic experience here on Earth. <laughs> I've been now doing solo episodes in the first half of each astrological season and then a featuring episode in the second one. Similar to how we are now opening the new chapter of Cosmic Explorations Gang, our monthly group program. And if you don't want to hear about the magic that the gang is... That's all right. It's your free choice and I support that. And you can feel free to skip to whatever minute today's yummy conversation with my friend Saskia, an embodiment coach from the Netherlands, starts at. And the timestamps are in the show notes below. But I do invite you to move with me through these banging pieces I am about to share with you because... I think it's hella cool <laughs> and it might be exactly what you've been missing in your life and you weren't even aware of it. Mm. Mm. The last first three months of the gang have been absolutely brilliant. I'm so in love with this journey and with the beautiful beings that have joined me for it. And... This three months that we move through Aries, Taurus and Gemini are truly essential, fundamental. And we've done a lot of exploration um, that is now available in a form of a self-based program called the Essentials Bundle, because it is, it is fundamental and basic. And... It is because we connect with our deepest desires, the conscious and unconscious that are usually governing our life. And we feel into what is at the core, at the root of what it, we want. Is it truly aligned for where we want to go? Why is it manifesting in that way? 
Because our desires, I believe, are guiding our path ahead. They're like the arrow, arrows pointing towards our soul's growth. And so that is like the first chapter that we dive into, that open up, that fire up the sparks in us. But so often, even with what we want, we are met with resistance. We don't know how to go about it. We like certain fears come up, limiting beliefs, the need to control. We might feel impatient. We might lack confidence, assertiveness to embrace the gifts that life is wanting to offer us or to act on our desires. And we might feel like we need to do it alone, like we need to struggle for it. But baby, that is the old paradigm. Let that shit go. And not only that we get to do it together in this space, support each other, be the sacred mirrors and the cheerleaders for one another. We also call upon the cosmic guidance. We work with the spirit, with the universe, with our intuition, with different voices of our beings, different parts of the, the ancient wisdom that our body stores. So yeah, we do use astrology in this program, but in very practical, reflective, creative, guiding way, calling upon the qualities of these different archetypes that help us live in more liberated, supported and authentic ways. So basically awakening, strengthening these qualities in us that we might feel like we miss or are not supernatural to us, but actually are a part of your energetic blueprint already. So yeah, we incorporate many different embodiment practices. I like to say that I practice embodied astrology, the art of astrology, and also different guided meditations accessing the subconscious realms so that we bridge the unconscious programming that is stored in the body and actually bring these energies to light, to be seen, lovingly released, um, incorporated, integrated, wrapped up in energies that will serve us better on our revolutionary path of abundance and prosperity. Because that's what I wish for all of us. That's what I feel life on earth is. If you look around you, it's abundance everywhere and we are a part of everything. And yes, we do go into money energetics as well, which is super juicy and a big part of the Taurus season exploration. So the basics are creating safety within working with the body, feeling in, with, and through the body, expanding and nurturing our connection to these different parts of our beings, our heart, our intuition, our feminine, masculine, and so on, to be able to express ourselves more freely, confidently, and creatively in our communication, connection with others, the spirit, and ourselves. So many juicy pieces indeed. And until the next chapter of the gang starts, the next three months devotion, the next three months journey with the new moon in Cancer on June 28th, there is a special offer for the bundle of essentials that consists of eight recorded sessions, which is fucking amazing with monthly journals. Oh my Lord! Um, so that is a special offer there mm. and also a special offer for the new chapter, the three months journey ahead. 
The structure of the gatherings is similar to this podcast now, where we meet on the new moon of the month to explore the qualities of the archetype that is being highlighted in this season and see how we can practically work with these energies in our own lives. And that part is actually going to be free for everyone to join. Yes, because I do want to connect with more people and I do want to make this accessible. And the first part of the first gathering on the new moon is so going to be free. And then also translated into the podcast episode because we like efficiency. <laughs> sacred efficiency and then the second part is going to be only for the members and yes you can also join only on monthly basis but i would love to invite you for a deeper devotion because that's what creates that repetition that leads us into deeper embodiment integration and actually a longer lasting transformation so the second part of the new moon gathering is then going to be either an embodiment practice or a guided meditation, possibly, probably both. And then the second part of the month is going to be an embodiment masterclass where we go deeper into specific topics of the month. Um, yeah, and that is for the gangster, the committed gangsters. So I do have to say that I don't have an exact outline yet. You can read a lot about it already on the newly released website, cosmicasplorations.com. Ah, celebration. But um, I work intuitively with the spirit and the energies of the present moment. So even though there is not like a concrete detailed light, um, layout, um, there is this masculine structure that actually facilitates the feminine mystery to flow through. But the main topics of the upcoming month are kind of already out in the open because we are working with the archetype. And for cancer season, we're mostly going to be, well, we are going to be exploring past lives energies and ancestral healing through the light of the Akashic Records, which is such an integral practice of mine. We're going to be diving into emotional fluidity and alchemy, how to move with our emotions, how to flow more easily. Also living in sync with the moon and our menstrual cycle. A big theme of the upcoming month is going to be Divine Mother um, in cheesy and also very practical ways. So yeah. Both of these journeys have a special offer. Head over to the Vebby for more or slide into my DMs and let's flirt about it. Cool. Moving forward, today's conversation. If you want to know more about the Gemini archetype, there is a solo episode that you can go back to, but I will be dropping some goodies here and there in this one as well. And even though Gemini season is slowly coming to an end, or even if you're listening to this outside of Gemini season, I want to remind you again, these themes never disappear from our lives. They are integral to our human. And today we go deeper into embodiment with my friend Saskia Weissman. Saskia is an embodiment coach, so we talk a lot about feeling in the body, with the body, through the body. What is the role of the mind in the embodiment and how we express that? So our expression in relation to others, in partnership, 
with ourselves? How do we express ourselves, communicate in triggering moments through the triggers? Because so many of us get paralyzed sometimes or feel fear feeling our feels because they can feel overwhelming or we can get numb. So that's what we discuss. Why do we feel blocked in our expression of our emotions and how to move through that? We go deep into different aspects of feminine and masculine energies. What are they and what role do they play in the way that we feel and express ourselves? And I also kind of highlight what different elements in astrology can suggest about our communication style. And of course, it wouldn't be respectful to the cosmic ass that I am devoted to if we didn't bring some playfulness and kinkiness into these topics in a way of, well, Saskia shares some pleasure practices to explore our relationship with the feminine and the masculine within. And also we discuss how can we bring more sexiness, aka openness, lightheartedness, into difficult conversations, perhaps through a dirty talk. He, he, he. Now, when I say dirty talk, I do want to put a little disclaimer in this. When I say dirty talk in, in difficult conversation, it is not you call me a bitch and then say, oh, but I was just dirty talking. We don't want to insult someone. That's abuse. Yeah. <laughs> when I say dirty talk, I mean it more in a way. How can we ask for what we want and what we need in more playful ways, in more engaging, opening, inviting manners? So not from this rigid, demanding space when we use, for example, the dominating voice of like the more BDSM kinky, dirty aspects, you know, where um, I'm not telling you that if you don't do that, you're a piece of crap and blah, blah, blah. But from a place of a dark feminine ownership where the feminine, for example, is rooted in her worth, in her inner safety, knowing how powerful she is. And she reveals her boundaries, her needs and desires, which such confidence, magnetism, that creates an invitation from a space of polarity, where then the masculine is kind of like thrown back into his masculine in her bringing life to the conversation. Because that's what playfulness often is. It brings that breath into it. So that's what I mean with a dirty talk. That it can be loving, can be sensual. And it's not necessarily dirty in demeaning way. It is dirty in colorful ways. <laughs> in unconventional ways, perhaps. And even the masculine, when he brings that kinkiness... Um, sexiness, let's say, polarity to the conversation, that it, it is in affirming ways of not being like, if you don't do that, in, like in controlling ways, then I will blah, blah, blah. But it can be very firm in like, baby, if you don't stop looping in these old stories, if you don't come into your body right now and take a deep breath, I might need to spank them out of you. 
you know? <laughs> now, I understand that this, that doesn't work for everyone, and especially not in all situations. That's why we're intuitive beings, feeling beings that can read the room and the energy and consciously approach this playful manners. Uh, that's why it is a play. And the curiosity of Gemini reminds us to keep exploring, experimenting, learning about various approaches, trying them out, creating safety to be able to expand this comfort zone. <sighs> Long intro as always. What can I say? I'm a bubbly person and this is my podcast, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Cool. So shall we jump into the conversation with Saskia and uh, see you on the other side? That was my rattle. All right. Saskia, my love. Hello. Welcome to Cosmic Explorations Hello. Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on. Mm, what a pleasure to have you here. We've been in each other's fields for a while. I think it's a year now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think exactly a year. It is. And um, we did a little meditation, a little intention setting before uh, starting recording this episode. And I love what you said in your part of just, I just always want to bring people a little more love and playfulness and <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> and I think that is such a beautiful opening to what indeed is our intention here today. Yeah. Um, and what else is it that you are bringing to us who asks the cosmic exploration? <laughs> I meant more like the world. <laughs> the world. Our beautiful well, presence. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, maybe it sounds a bit weird, but I've been in like branding programs and whatever and finding your purpose. And it always comes down to I just want to bring love and, and lead mm -hmm. with love. But yeah, I can explore on that a little bit more in how I do that. Um, but yeah, in my work, I work as a deep embodiment mentor. Mm -hmm. um, and that, yeah, that actually means that I guide people deeper into their bodies mm -hmm. to transform their, their love, their sex, and, and their lives, their relationships. Because, yeah, the body holds everything. The body mm -hmm. knows everything. The body remembers everything. Um, so yeah, I just love exploring everything through the body. Mm. So that's the deep embodiment. And I do that in a way that is deep and that is playful. Um, my words. And love. <laughs> yeah. So <I> love it. <laughs> that's, that's what it. I bring. And, and yeah, the depth and the playfulness, I think I bring that in all aspects of my life. So, mm, yeah. mm. and isn't that lovely? <laughs> yes <laughs> beautiful and um, what do you consider to be embodiment how would you describe that um well I actually just see your body as your home that that is the home that we get to live in on mm. on this planet and that we really live in it that we yeah 
that our our essence is in the whole of our body and not just in our head where it often is um this is beautiful because as you know i like to bring some astrology into my conversations <laughs> and looking at your chart even just like the big three everything that you just shared it's like this embodiment piece that I definitely imagine how highlighted it is for you being a tourist son that is all about the body, the grounding and having your moon in Libra. It is the connector, the collaborator, the bridge maker, the mediator in a way that is bringing us back home which is your ascendant in cancer that is looking for that rooting into the sense of inner safety that we connect with the sense of home. And so, yeah, Mm. making our bodies home a place where all of our relationships are kind of stored, all of the patterns for our relationships, which is something that we are diving in today's episode. It's, It's a beautiful, beautiful wave. Yeah, And I'm wondering, with the embodiment piece, what is it that we are embodying? What is it that we are trying to embody in this life? Mm. Yeah, actually, what we spoke about before we started, I think it's it's the humanness and Mm. and just really... um, yeah being a soul in in a body that's that's what we are right here right Mm. now in this moment and and um yeah just being present in this now moment and being in the body the body has only one moment and one place that he or she can be and that's in the now Mm -mm -mm. mind can go wherever but the body is always here the now moment and and I think there can be a lot of um, meditating and, and traveling and whatever, mm-hmm. like on astral levels. Mm-hmm. But I believe that we are here now. We came to this human form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's live it. Let's be it. Let's, let's yeah. explore that instead of trying to yeah be in other realms all the time and that's such a crucial part i feel because we can have all of these amazing spiritual experiences you know people will do a set of plant medicine and feel like oh i am god or even like profound meditation sessions or even go to therapy for years and feel like oh i've i moved through so much but if our body doesn't change if our posture doesn't change, the body that holds all of these patterns, we just keep walking through them again and again. So body is the crucial integration element, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm. We are opening up this conversation under the light of the Gemini season, the Gemini archetype, which is not necessarily connected to embodiment. It is more about communication, the mental sphere. And I Mm. find like, it's interesting, even you mentioned that before, like we can be in the mind, but how to be in the body. I find it so interesting how we separate them. Mm. 
And Gemini mm. is about duality in a way mm. of like these different parts. And I just wonder, yeah. like, how do you see the separation between the mind and the body? Mm. Well, for instance, just to, to drop in a personal experience, I love, I love yes. talking in personal experiences. Yes. I work with relationships. I know a lot mm. about how things work and how how you can have healthy communication with your partner. <laughs> I know all that. <laughs> yeah, of course we do. <laughs> so um, what can happen is that the moment we get into a deep conversation or mm-hmm. in, in a trigger or whatever, my body can, can tell different. Mm-hmm. Or my body gets in a in a response in a in like a stress response, and my mind can tell me what I have to do, but mm-hmm. it's just not working. And then I will be overriding my boundaries because I I need to calm my nervous system first before talking. And um, otherwise, I will be talking from my wounding as well instead mm-hmm. of really what I want to talk yeah. about. So. It's the mind is super, super helpful. But if the body has a response first, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to take care of that as well. Mm-mm-mm. I love that. It's interesting. Like I'm tying it back to Gemini um, archetype because Gemini is not always considered a relationship sign, right? Mm. It's more of like our mental processes, our mind, the way that we receive information however it is the only sign in the zodiac that represents two people so for me it is one of the fundamental relationship signs also because it is connected to our early upbringing so the patterns Mm -hmm. about relating processing the world outside of us what that means that then creates an an, uh, like a blueprint for our future relationships And like you said, you know, like when something gets triggered from the past, old patterns that are stored in the body, that is then gonna, right, override. Mm-hmm. And when we think mm-hmm. about communication, the Gemini archetype, I feel like we often think about the words, talking, writing. But as we all know, most experts agree that 70 to 93% of all communication mm-hmm. is actually nonverbal. So it is the body that is gonna kind of govern that even though we think it's the mind controlling yeah (laughs) it's so interesting it's it's the physical body it's the emotional body it's energetic body that does a lot of all of the bodies all of the bodies (laughs) so how do you work with these different kinds of bodies I never even thought about that, how I work with the different kind of bodies, mm-hmm. but I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just do it. Um, I think the physical body is a beautiful way to, to connect with it first, to start there and to feel yourself mm-hmm. and to get aware of that you have a body mm-hmm. and to feel that you can be in that. And, and sometimes with clients, I say like, hey, touch your legs and say, hello, legs. I have legs. And mm. It sounds really silly, but people often are like, oh, wow, I actually never feel them. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, first of all, your physical body is step one. And if you can be present there, then you can dive deeper and feel into it and feel what kind of emotions are there and what is there that is need to be felt and how can you move that? Mm. How can you like um, uh, punch a pillow or scream or, or do whatever cathartic, uh, cathartic exercise to, to move that? And from mm. that, when you worked with emotions that, that are blocked, energy will flow. And, and it will move. And um, yeah, you can even see it uh, when I when I am angry and I am punching mm-hmm. on a pillow. <laughs> Beautiful exercise. <laughs> that often, but hey. <laughs> um, you can see it moving from the emotion to the energy because my body will start to shake. Mm. Or I can even feel pleasure moving through. Yeah. So that's actually a bit like how how it moves. And that's the embodiment, yeah? Like actually giving those emotions an expression. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because we're often afraid to go into the embodiment, to actually give space to these emotions. How do you face the resistance that comes from feeling and expressing those intense emotions. So I think first, what I would like to ask you is, what do you see as the most common blockages for people when faced with these intense emotions? Mm. Well, what happens a lot because people don't feel their emotions often is that they get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So there are moments where you get a trigger and like you, you cry at work in a meeting where you don't want to do it. Or, mm. or I even had it last week with my partner that mm-hmm. I wanted, I had things to say, but I didn't have the words and all I could do was cry. Mm. And that's just, that's not a way how you can communicate together. Um, Is it not? And Well, I couldn't express what I needed. So it is a way to communicate, yes. So, okay, can we go into this example? Because I think it's super interesting. Okay, so let's imagine you're with a partner and you feel so overwhelmed and you're just Mm. crying and no words are flowing. And then there's Mm. this sense of, I need to speak my needs. And that kind of blocks it even more because like you feel like you need to do something that you're not able to, I imagine. Mm -hmm. So how do you, because what Gemini is teaching us, I feel, is that creative, expanded way of, playful way of communication almost. When -hmm. you're not able to speak, what are some of the things that you can try to do in these situations? Well, my mind knows this. I didn't do it. <laughs> right. Okay. That's going to be the second part of this. So let's see what is in our toolbox. Because Gemini is about learning, gathering information. And that is the first step. Like you said at the beginning, people get overwhelmed because they don't know how to do what to do in these situations. And just, yeah. I think, being prepared for them can already open up a yeah. big space. Well, what I... What... What would be good is just to mention like, hey, I, I need a minute. I need to feel into this or I can't find words, but I, I need to move my body or mm. maybe 
I need to remove myself from the conversation a little bit to, yeah, to soothe myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what I could have done in the in the trigger point is just really move my body and really try mm-hmm. to feel where where do I feel a blockage? Mm-hmm. Can I feel it in my throat? Is it? Do I feel like um, my stomach uh, is is like? It feels like there's a stone mm. on my in my stomach or or whatever and just move with that a little bit and so first feeling it in the body and moving with it or letting it move you um that can be both actually if you can really feel the emotion already mm. let the emotion move you but sometimes it also helps to to move first mm-hmm to get to the emotion and then let the emotion move you. What about people that would get numb in those moments? You know, when they tune into the body and all of a sudden, because they tuned out of the mind, there is nothing to feel in the body. Do you think that is possible? Yeah. Numbness is actually also a feeling. Ah, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. and And that just needs also need some attention because mm-hmm. yes we can't feel it yet but it's also because it's something well we haven't looked to looked um we haven't looked at that part for years mm-hmm. and the part is supposed to be like hey okay here i am well that part yeah also needs trust yeah so yeah trust. just really be with that and and that's also because I had physical numbness for a long time mm-hmm. and and I was also trying to push through that with mm-hmm. toys and whatever mm-hmm. and I was just overriding it because I needed the slowness and the softness and mm-hmm. the gentleness so it could open up and that's right. the same with the numbness to emotions that just means that that the emotion or the body doesn't feel safe yet to open Mm, I love that safety as the base for everything and you said trust and actually going slow giving it space it's probably it's how we build that trust yeah yeah I love that okay Mm. so we feel it in the body and now we're moving with these intense emotions yeah but let's say there's still the part the person that is with us in a way so I kind of feel like I would like to guide this into two-way direction of how do we communicate with ourselves what is happening yeah. with our different yeah. centers and yeah. then with someone that is present with us. Yeah. But, well, to the, to the person that is present, you can say like, hey, I, I need a moment to feel. Um, and like I said, you can ask to, ask to leave and come back in an hour or you can even ask the person, like, can you hold the space for me? Can yeah. you just be with me? Can you just sit with me when I feel this? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually just witnessing that is, is a way of communicating. Yeah. I feel like Along in those one. moments, it's sometimes even hard to ask for what is it that I need, like, as I'm processing these emotions. So I guess yeah. it could be... It is beautiful when we're able to have these conversations with, let's say, people that we're intimate with or close with, 
even beforehand so that there is already kind of like a safe code that we can call upon when these things happen. Yeah, and even especially in partnership, it can happen that you are both in a trigger. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and then what? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. what happens then when you're both in your wound or both in your inner child part, yeah, that's going to be a hurtful conversation. Absolutely. And usually when someone is triggered, that is kind of like bound to also trigger the other because we are mirrors. And like, even when you said, okay, maybe I need some space to feel this out. I know that in the past, I might have been activated when someone asked for that space, because almost I, I almost felt rejected in that. It's like, oh, you don't trust me to be with you. Or like, you don't want me to be with you when emotions are heightened. Hmm. yeah we also had this last week because <laughs> mm. um, my partner was hurt and triggered mm-hmm. not by me it doesn't really matter but um and he has this tendency to close off and and process it in in himself mm-hmm. and for me that can trigger like hey he's he's um yeah, keeping me out. We're in this together, right? Why is he doing that? And I have the tendency to give love. So, hey, I'm, I was cuddling him or or wanted to hold him or show him like, hey, I'm here. Um, and I remember there was this moment on the couch where I felt insecure and I just thought, no, I can hold myself now because I know this has nothing to do with me. So I called upon my inner masculine. Mm. so not my external masculine to hold me while he was in pain no my internal masculine like can you hold me what am I feeling is that okay can I keep my heart open because well that's also what we do often like hey oh you're rejecting me bye then I'm closing and I thought okay can I keep my heart open and just trust and just move with that so I went on with the things that I was doing in the house and yeah, a few hours later, he mentioned to me like, hey, th- this is how I move with things. And I know it can be difficult for you, but this is just the way it is. And for me, it's it's just the best when you just do you and then we get back together after. So that was for me, like, can I really hold myself and not be triggered because feeling rejected? Because I actually knew, my mind already knew that that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. my body felt a bit rejected but my mind actually knew yeah that's not what, what's going on right here and my my mind helped me like hey okay I know what to do now whereas yeah. my inner man come it baby. is a form of art to be able to hold both of those realities another's yeah. and yours and probably they're all multi-layered anyway and yeah. Even like you said, external masculine, internal masculine that we can call upon in those moments when the feminine might be alert. Um, But it's interesting in this case, you said, your partner said, oh, like it is how it is or something like that. Like this is how, what is the best for me when it comes to conscious communication. That is always like a little tricky one because yes, this is your reality, and what do I now do with that? 
<laughs> because I feel like guys yeah. are much easier to say, look, baby, this is who I am. And women are usually going to go like, oh, how can I change? How can I grow? How can we open up this space? Hmm. Yeah, but I think there's also a big difference. Well, I think I know there's a big difference in how women and men heal and and mm. move with things and we as women most of us a lot of us like to talk about it and talk about our emotions and get together get in women's circles get together with your friends and talk about everything that happened and if another person doesn't do the same we think he's not dealing with his shit mm-hmm. well actually he might be doing it in a total different way yeah i once read in this book it's i think it's called the way men heal Mm -hmm. that men often heal in action so there was this um, example of a couple who lost their son and the woman was going to the woman's circles and talking about it and her men she thought he wasn't dealing with his grief so she took him to the circle and wanted him to talk about everything but what he did, I think he went to the woods and to, and to chop wood with friends. Mm. And that was his way to sit with his things and to move with his things. So mm-hmm. also for my partner, I know that he looks at his shit so I can trust that. Yeah. I know yeah. He's, he, he deals with whatever he needs I'm to deal with. happy so. for you. <laughs> <laughs> But you see, I feel like this is where this whole idea of creative communication comes in. And what Gemini brings awareness to us is this sense of using our curiosity as our guide and our medicine to not Mm. look at the other's actions through the lens of only our own knowledge, our own personal experience. But this is why relationships are so one triggering but also to expanding exactly because when something is triggered you can grow and that's i think that's the main goal of a relationship actually yeah besides <laughs> and let's and have some sex, and some <laughs> <and some laughs> sex. but <laughs> amen um, it's interesting when you said yeah women men might process things differently sometimes i guess like uh, my Libra would like to be like, but let's expand that men, women. So in a bit, I would love to define feminine, masculine a little more for those who are not so accustomed to these terms. But what mm-hmm. I would also like to expand on what you were saying about the differences is how in my love language of astrology, I'm also okay. going to look at different elements in the chart, Right. Uh, which elements are the most present or even like certain planets that correlate to different ways that we act and relate in which Mm. signs and houses they are. Because for example, the air signs are the ones that are going to want to communicate, are going to want to understand. Let's have a conversation. Let's look at this in a hundred different ways. And then the water signs will want to go deeper. We'll want to be more deeply emotionally nurtured 
deeply understood like understood on energetic level to feel that safety not to just understand it because the air sign is going to be a little bit more objective let's say libra gemini aquarius but then cancer pisces scorpio you know they we <laughs> we because i'm a scorpio and you're a cancer <laughs> rising so we're both rising signs you know like we need to feel the other person that's why i feel like it can often be a little triggering for water signs when someone wants that spaciousness because it's mm. like but then am i able to actually feel you mm. And for example, the earth signs are going to be much more practical. What can we do about it? How do we move this energy? Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. What is the point of this? Like, what do we get out of this tangibly even? Now, the fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, might be a little bit more mysterious, a little bit more diverse, but they're probably going to try to find Mm. excitement in it, lightheartedness in it, um, passion through uh, the situations. I don't know, maybe uh, something else will drop later on for fire signs. I feel like I'm not giving them enough credit. But it's interesting Mm -hmm. because you said to do something with how men process things earth signs in astrology are actually feminine Mm. yeah the practicality but i feel like this is what they say you know i don't only want your words i want your actions (laughs) um can we define the feminine masculine a little more how would you describe these energies Mm. Again, here, I find it quite difficult to give the right words, but I I often, yeah, yeah, I will show it now. But for me, the masculine is like linear. So from top to bottom and and in an exercise I made, um, I actually let people feel them like this big 100 years old oak tree Mm. and, and let them grow their roots deep 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 into the ground and and that energy that you can feel when you do that for me that's the masculine it's like the energy that holds you Mm. it's the energy that's linear it's the energy that's um directive that has goals and that has vision of where to go and that leads Mm. and really the energy that holds you because i work a lot with with women so i i often work like hey can you feel that he has your back, that energy, mm. like that you can mm. lean and that you can still be open? So that linear, that linear energy is your masculine. I love that. And I love that you brought the image of an oak tree because that is that expanded creative communication and expression too, to use the mm. image, the symbols, the representations of things. Love it. Feeling it. I don't work with lists. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, and then when you have this linear this oak tree the feminine feels more horizontal and and flowy and more like water um so it moves and it plays and it is it is chaos um it's the feeling it's the 
receptivity. Mm-hmm. It's like how mm-hmm. how the feminine can can receive all of life into herself, into her body. Like literally, mm-hmm. a woman is physically built to receive, and a man is built to give to penetrate. Um, but yeah, that's also the energy and the, and the masculine energy is a lot about presence and, and yeah, so this groundedness and, and the stillness and then, and the feminine, yeah, for me, it's really the chaos and chaos can be like, wow, I'm super emotional right now. And five minutes later, I have everything clear and I'm fucking happy again. Mm -hmm. So that's not. It's not a stable line of my emotions. They can go everywhere on on a day or yeah. even an hour. And in really being, I think, able to honor that, you said the feminine is chaos. Mm-hmm. And here I want to kind of bring into the conversation that feminine drama, what I like to say about Cosmic Explorations Gang, the group journey that we're doing month to month on astrological archetypes. It's like, I like to say that, it's not a drama club, but we do no. love the conscious, playful drama because the most tension. Conscious, playful drama. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like where that resistance, that blockage that we were talking before when it comes to expressing is that we fear of being too much or not enough on the other spectrum. We feel of overwhelming other people because often we might feel overwhelmed because we're not able to accept this crazy flow that we hold inside. And so the tension I feel often comes from resisting the expression, which actually makes it all worse. Instead of if you yelled, if you, I mean, yelled, scream, not from like a blaming space, but making it an expression an artful expression, an offering, Mm. almost like a play that you announce, hey, I'm now going to express my anger. Can you hold me and receive me in that? And you go all in and you bring that life, aliveness of the feminine that masculine Mm. actually craves. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, because the masculine can experience life through the feminine. Yeah. And also... I think it's always, I appreciate when we are being careful of not assigning the feminine and masculine only to mm-hmm. gender roles or mm-hmm. genitals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you are Dutch, you lived in the Netherlands. I mean, you lived in Amsterdam. So I guess, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a big part of your culture to say the least. Yeah. And how, how would you distinguish between feminine, masculine, men, women? Do you distinguish? Well, everyone holds both energies. And it's very easy to, to say, like, it, yeah, it, it's heteronormative to say, like, the masculine, um, the man holds more masculine, mm. the feminine holds more feminine. Um, because yeah it it depends it depends on the relationship i often see with clients or with couples that the energies are actually switched mm-hmm. that Why the do feminine you think that is more, um 
I can imagine, well, imagine, I think it's really hard for men to be masculine um, in a mature way because there are so little role models. That's not how we were brought up. That's not how society, I believe, wants men to be. Um, so because they are not really stepping in, in the safety role and in the masculine role, the feminine is doing it to protect herself. So the feminine comes up with this masculine shield and she's going to arrange everything. Mm-hmm. What also often happens is that women think they are in their masculine energy, but they're in their control. And that's sort of like the shadowy part of the feminine. Mm-hmm. So it's not that masculine feminine is not that black and white. Um, but yeah, in in I think it it depends with the level of awareness that you have, because the more aware I am of myself and my energy, also how how deeper and how much stronger my masculine becomes. Mm-hmm. And how deeper and stronger my masculine energy is, how more open and receptive my feminine can be. Mm-hmm. So it really also, yeah, it has to do with the level of awareness you. So in a way, we would use masculine, feminine, just to describe different qualities of the energetics within all of us. Yeah, it's actually way more like yang and yin energy. Mm-hmm. like we notice for me i always look at yoga like yang yoga and yin yoga it's totally different i'm not into yang yoga i love yin yoga but it's a totally it's it's a totally different practice yeah but it is healthy to do both mm-hmm. i i do i do boxing as my yang practice because i really do need it because i feel my inner masculine gets stronger when i when i work out And then I dance and play and do yin for my feminine energy. So it's really way more, it's a way to just distinguish different energies that we carry in us. Mm -hmm. But for me, the way I like to work with it, and that is because I experience, and like I said, like we said with the oak tree, you can give me a list of what is masculine and what is feminine. It doesn't land in my body until Mm -hmm. I can see it I can feel it I can observe it Um, so I like working with the image of an inner man and really see how your man um, shows himself in some sort of form if it's a human form or, or whatever so that's a way that does make it a bit like about gender but that's that's just the way that I work and that works for me. And I, I bring my clients in, but it's actually just energy that everyone, everyone holds. Yeah. Well, well, there are so many things opening up for me (laughs) through what you were saying. Um, But in a way I love to work with feminine masculine as well, because I feel like it is just a very simplified yet so multi-layered and multicolored approach to just, expand our awareness to life to inner energies and also 
because it's such a beautiful mirroring effect of what is my inner masculine, inner, inner feminine, and how is this showing up in my external world? How is it showing up in the way that I relate to other women and other men? How yeah. am I expecting something from other people that, you know, I actually desire my inner feminine or inner masculine to step up in that and rise? Yeah, and also when you realize that you hold both energies, mm -hmm. it's also a way that you can see it in your partner. Because mm -hmm. I can be like, oh, my inner masculine is so strong and I... I did a lot of work on that. And then when I see my partner being emotional, women can get scared if they see their, their partner getting emotional because we want him to be strong yeah. and be the masculine. But actually, he also needs to uh, yeah, deepen his relationship with his feminine. So mm -hmm. understanding your own energetics is also a mirror to, to the one of your partner and to give that space And to sometimes be the space holder in your masculine energy as a as a woman for for his feminine to yeah come out. I love that that it is fluid because I feel like so often when we learn what is the masculine, what is the feminine, we almost start demanding that not only from others, also from ourselves in some ways. Because I mean, the expectations that we hold for others are usually the. Uh, an indicator of how much expectations we hold for ourselves and almost we start to abuse these beautiful concepts in order to indulge in some old patterns of blaming expecting coming from the lack reconfirming our wounded sense of reality of what do we desert what can we trust or not trust that we, the world is indeed not a safe space. And like you said before, we don't have that many great role models when it comes to that, especially when we come from families, which I believe, unfortunately, most of us do, um, that weren't mirroring us that healthy way of relating and communicating to each other. Mm. And when we get hooked to these concepts, that is when it becomes dangerous. Same with mm -hmm. astrology, right? When you start yeah. over-identifying with your sun sign, moon rising, it will start <laughs> to limit you, not open you up. But in reality, okay. all of these concepts are just here to expand our awareness of what is possible, what is in there, for us to be able to choose how we want to play with this. Mm. Yeah, it's always tools. Mm -hmm. it's all tools you can use and um, for me tools can sometimes give me some sort of permission mm -hmm. to to be how I am because mm -hmm. often we compare each other uh, ourselves a lot to other people like oh shit I have to do it like this I have to do it like that but yeah. then when you have a tool like astrology or human design or or whatever a masculine feminine it can give you the Um, permission, permission almost yeah and that is one of the first steps I feel yeah that is one of the first steps the tool of masculine and feminine and really seeing him as an inner masculine inner man and inner feminine has really helped me to explore these energies in myself mm -hmm. exactly and to use them and to play with them 
like a map. Yeah. And that's what Gemini is here for. Gemini wants mm. us to learn, explore, widen our horizons. And mm. that acceptance, you know, is such a crucial element. I feel I often notice when people ha- come for chart readings with me, just by like highlighting certain qualities, certain aspects of their lives that they might be struggling with and attaching almost them to something that, hey, it is like, okay, it is your natural progression, expression, the evolution of your soul, even that brings an opening and a release of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting to see, like, we have all these different tools because we are all so super specifically different, you know, so we can Mm -hmm. work with our masculine and feminine energies, but we, but we also have like an earth sign or an air Mm -hmm. sign which also makes it, it's not black and white. So it makes it like, there's a whole range of how you work and it's just ways to explore yourself in the now moment, Mm. how it works. I like to call that the simple complexity, AKA the complex simplicity. That's what we are. Um, Beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And you know, here it's like, even when we talk about masculine, feminine, there are many different traditions and lineages that use this concept. And Mm. you mentioned yin and yang, which would actually be the yin, the feminine that is more static, more kind of just receptive in the being, whereas the Mm. masculine is going to be the active one, the alive one. And Mm. like in what you were explaining before it was kind of the other way around Mm. and it's not that it's contradictory it is just all encompassing it is Mm. not one way or the other there's always nuances and what astrology teaches us so beautifully it's always the opposite the polarity the axis that bring that actually create oneness wholeness and integrating all of it you mentioned a few things of how you kind of like to work with masculine feminine archetype and I do wonder if there's anything else that you would like to share about how we can nurture and connect with our masculine and feminine Mm. Um, I think from because we haven't really mentioned it but we also have this inner child and I think Mm. It's the three of them. Oh, where you can holy trinity. It. I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So for instance, for me, it really helps to. Well, I actually work a lot on my inner masculine. I sometimes forget to tend to my inner feminine because I, I identify with my feminine. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm the feminine and I have an inner masculine. So that's, that needs some work sometimes, but um, I actually have this tool. It's a kind of an aspecting tool where you uh, use pillows. Mm-hmm. And when you sit on the one pillow, you are the inner masculine. And when you sit on the other pe- uh, pillow, you are the inner feminine. And mm-hmm. then they can have a conversation together. I do that too with my clients. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you you can really drop into the energy of the masculine and and he can feel what he needs and what he can give or they 
maybe they are still angry at each other and they need to have some words just like you would have with your with your physical partner in in like the the earth plane mm-hmm. um yeah and and really let them express to each other and and i remember the first time that i did this exercise when i was on a retreat mm-hmm. uh, my inner masculine it was sort it was the first time that he got attention so he wasn't all like we talked about with the emotion he wasn't like hey here i am no he was he was he felt neglected mm-hmm. and he yeah it was a bit like i don't want to talk mm-hmm. so it needed some time to give him trust and 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 to let him come to the surface and let my feminine ask him like, Hey, I know I, I neglected you, but I really need you. And I don't want to do this all alone. So yeah, that's, they needed time to build their relationship. So that's still a practice I can do to really check in. I love that. To build that relationship because that's what it is. That's how I see the world just through the lens of relationships. We are in a relationship with everything and just like, checking in the relationship that our inner masculine and feminine has with one another is so crucial. Yeah. And also what is so nice in this aspecting exercise is that you can also see them and you can see how, how mature they are. Mm -hmm. Because when I did that exercise a few years ago, my inner masculine was way younger than he is right now. Mm -hmm. So he grew in these years. He got mature. He was still like, on the retreat, we also had this this evening where we we had to dress up Mm -hmm. as our inner masculine and the men as their inner feminine. And we danced. And I I was so like playful and all over the place. And I was really a young man, Mm -hmm. young masculine. And now mm. my masculine is way more grounded and way more mature. So that's also, there are so many levels also in this, in this masculine feminine. So yeah, what do they need? What, how, how can they express their needs? So can you feel for yourself what your need is yeah. from your inner masculine, from your inner feminine? And yeah, let them express that to each other and see how they can give that to each other and yeah. why they need it. What is the meaning that is behind that? And for me, that is the whole point of Gemini season, actually giving voice to these different parts of our being. This is what we do within the gang, like this last Gemini season. It's like giving the voice to the body, giving the voice to the mind, giving the voice to feminine, masculine. And it's so interesting, like we expect the masculine is portrayed as this, the one that leads, the one that takes charge. Mm-hmm. But actually when like I tune into my masculine, he was like, I just want, I do want to lead you, but like, I need you to show me how you want me to lead. I I want you to show me where you want to be led. I'm at your service, like this masculine, because I used to connect the service to the feminine, the feminine that is here to give, like a mother Teresa, you know, but that can lead to depletion quite quickly if the masculine is not strong behind it. And how- I always say that um, because 
the leading of the men also how we see that in in society mm-hmm. often um feels a bit um uh, dominant like he's mm-hmm. the boss mm-hmm. uh, or he decides everything and then i also always say like okay but if you just compare it to a manager at work who who is a good manager a manager mm-hmm. is not someone who's just saying like you do this you do that you do that no a manager is someone who knows everyone who knows what's going on who mm-hmm. knows what it, who is good at this and who is good at that and then he can feel what is needed and then he takes direction on that someone with integrated strong masculine and feminine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely that's what that's actually what leading is so leading doesn't mean you just get to decide everything mm. but it does mean like hey feeling what what is there what does the feminine need or what does she crave and then can i take direction on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so basically your advice is for everyone to come either to you to me or someone else who does feminine masculine work to open up the channel of conversation or just yes. but still mm-hmm. to give something what would you say would be like one way of actually checking in with what are the needs of the feminine and masculine Mm. like I said with the expecting or just being like like I mentioned being the oak tree and just Mm -hmm. feeling that energy and then feeling what what is it that the masculine but wouldn't that or... already kind of be projecting onto because I feel like the if I imagine the strong oak tree I already feel strong and present and powerful mm. or would I just be a baby oak tree <laughs> 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 or a little wonk you know like a winter one that's like it's, it's been a long hard winter <laughs> And a dry uh, season in the feminine. <laughs> oh I think this is where the body comes in again. Oh, let's bring the body because back. If you just visualize that with your mind, mm. you can be the strongest oak tree there is. Mm. But when you can visualize it and feel it, experience it in your body, mm. then you feel as your right. oak tree and what it is so for instance i i remember i did a um a session with a client on um feeling safe in being sexy mm-hmm. and i knew that we we had so some work to do on that but she could visualize and she was just like boom this sexy sexy woman and mm-hmm. super confident so the way i wanted to do the exercise didn't didn't work because <laughs> I knew there was work to do, but in her mind, she was like, poof, oh, I'm so fucking sexy and everyone can see me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, yes, but she's not feeling it in the body because the body is going to tell her mm. where she doesn't feel safe and where there's work to do. So mm. that's also like, yes, I love visualizing, but also feel what happens in your body and be in your body instead of just somewhere here. I love that. Yeah. It's like in astrology, the planet Venus is going to be about receptivity. And Venus is the ruler of 
Taurus, which rules the body. And it's like, we need to be in tune in the body to be able to receive. And it's receiving, even when it comes to Gemini and communication, it is so much, it is as much about listening as it is about expressing. So that deep listening, that the embodiment allows us to tap into. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned the boss energy, when it comes to the leading, it kind of like, I, I immediately received the image of a BDSM situation. <laughs> and I do wonder, because we both love playfulness, how do we bring more playfulness, sexiness, maybe even kink into some difficult conversations? Mm. I know you also work with sexual energy, pleasure a lot. So mm. how do we bring that in our expression? Or how do you bring that in your expression and your work? Mm. <laughs> the feminine mm. is activated. <laughs> <laughs> how do I bring sexual energy or kink or playfulness in these conversations? Is mm-hmm. that the question? Mm-hmm. Mm. How can we bring them in difficult yeah, I just wanted to say, like, in my human form, <laughs> that, that doesn't always work yet. Mm-hmm. But in my work form, I can, yeah, just hmm, let me feel into that. One of the self-pleasure practices I came up with that helped for me, because I used to be very tense in my body, wasn't I wasn't embodied the that's why this is my thing now that's why it's Um, it's your mastery yeah but I was feeling really numb and overriding myself and then poof I had this this intuition where I thought like wow if a partner comes in and he touches me like I touch myself I would kick him out of my bed so I came up with a practice to be slow and to seduce myself. So the practice is actually that I lend my right hand, which is my best hand, to my inner masculine. (laughs) And I let him touch me, grab me, Mm -hmm. tease me. So that's really a play between the masculine and the feminine in myself. Mm -hmm. That's a sexual acts mm. where, where it really helps for me to play with these energies and to to make it fun and to seduce myself but also make it come alive and treat myself like I would want someone else to treat me mm-hmm. and not override myself so yeah maybe also in your communication how how could we work with that maybe Maybe it's your inner masculine that says like, hey, I need, I need a moment here mm-hmm. that he steps up, that he, he shows you the safety for your feminine to, to feel and to explore or to even say like, hey, this is my inner child or this is your inner child. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's step back. So really, yeah, actually have a conversation with, with four or maybe six. <laughs> the inner child doesn't really have to do the talking. But yeah. Orgy! <laughs> yeah, anyway. let's leave the kids out. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. 
but how would that feel for you working with that from the from this example yeah yeah it's um i always love when we are able to like zoom out a little look at the bigger mm. picture because we can get stuck in the details and yeah. as we know when emotions are high the intellect is low so how can we if there is like intensity present in these difficult conversations how can we kind of like open up that space and that's why I feel like playfulness is actually so crucial and for me personally bringing that kind of like not sexuality per se but like maybe just sexiness into it that also allows us both to come back into our most natural energetic essence um and become aware of like, where is my feminine now blaming? Where is she demanding? Where is she like, oh, and my masculine is just caving in and not holding me in that. So yeah, the yeah. the play of the archetypes is so beautiful. That's yeah. what I, I do embodiment astrology, basically. I need to carve <laughs> that term. Um, because we can actually, like you said, you know, you tap into the energy of it. You tap into the energy of that your inner oak tree to be able to call upon those energy. That's the whole point of my work, I feel. And to be able to allow yourself that expression without being directed into your partner, but spread out. And Mm. hmm, I forgot what was my question. Ah, How to bring more sexiness to difficult conversations. Even just breathing, taking the pause, right? Coming back to the body. I was recently at a festival where I went to a workshop on dirty talk. Mm. And it was, again, coming to how we started this conversation of like, how do we ask for what we want or what we don't want, right? How do we set those boundaries that are not here, like set rules and walls that you got to follow in order you if you want to relate to me. But it's more like, okay, what am I a yes to and what and am I a yeah. no to? What am I willing to take in? And this dirty talk, I don't remember all of the categories, Um that they presented but they were like you can do dirty talk in a loving way nourishing way you can bring sensuality to it how do you dirty talk in a sensual way how do you dirty talk in a dominating way you know like demanding it but from a place of ownership Mm. and so on so maybe 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 (laughs) if we want to kind of like slowly move into wrapping up this energy with more of like a playful exercise if we can maybe find an example that you feel a lot of people might struggle with when it comes to expressing their needs their desires communicating something and I would like to then like throw at you a few different energies and how would you just (laughs) how would you express this how would I dirty talk them yeah yeah (laughs) would you be up for that (laughs) <laughs> well let's try it I, I must say it's not my forte but hey um it's I understand funny I I studied I studied communication science before <laughs> <laughs> actually you know looking at your chart the only Gemini placement that you have is actually Chiron which is called the wounded mm-hmm. healer the one that shows our wounds our insecurities 
our deepest doubt, like center of doubts. And as much as, yes, in Gemini, the communication for you might be challenging, might hold a lot of patterns. Again, mm. this is a point of your mastery of the greatest growth potential, healing potential. Once you actually go into these wounds and are able to be with them, love them, this is where you rise. And this becomes like one of the biggest points of your teaching, of your medicine. Yeah, it's so interesting because before we started this conversation, I talked to you, I said to you like, yeah, I've been having some issues this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thank you for being honest about that. I feel like, especially when it comes to like coaches and mentors, like this transparency is actually what creates more connection, right? Even in difficult conversations, transparency, honesty, vulnerability is actually what will open it up when we're able to feel each other open our hearts mm. or bring some dirty talk into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder what would be something that maybe even you can give your own example. Uh, you mentioned a few. Mm. Something that feels edgy to express, but feels like your truth. Give it to all of us now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me feel into that for a moment. Mm -hmm. No, we had had something with another person. Um, The way my partner relates to another person Mm -hmm. that triggered me. Mm -hmm. And... um, And it was very difficult for me because sometimes um, on the surface or with the eye, everything looks looks perfect, but I feel Mm -hmm. different things. So I'm very sensitive energetically. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. when someone calls, I can feel their presence. Of course, your Gemini is in the 12th house, which is extremely energetic and like subconsciously sensing. So yes, Mm -hmm. confirmation. Yeah. (laughs) and that's difficult because I feel stuff and when I try to Mm -hmm. share that with someone else someone else can be like what the fuck are you talking about Mm -hmm. so I had really I had difficulty expressing what I was feeling and expressing what I was needing Um, so what did you need hmm, I needed to feel that we were that this was between us and not between me and the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed, I needed to, I wanted to be seen in what I was experiencing mm. and honored. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So how would you say that in a loving way? <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, c- could you try to um, feel into how it is for me and just listen listen what I express instead of, well, not instead of, that's not a loving way. Um, but yeah, can you just hold me and listen to me instead of, that's instead of, but not trying to fix it, but just be with me and let myself share. Yeah. I feel like so often when we try to communicate our needs, we express them to get something in return. And I wonder yeah. Like that space opener for me is when I shift from, I need you to do something for me. It's like, I will express how I feel and that will be an invitation for you to receive me and meet me in that. Yeah. 
I learned the tool once and that was like, I feel, so I feel sad or I feel small or I feel um, like I'm not being seen. Mm -hmm. I need, I need to feel seen. I need to feel valid in what I am expressing, what I'm expressing. And that would give me um, a sense of safety and a sense of, Mm-hmm. Yeah, feeling like we're in this together. And in that, you actually so, meet yourself. So that sounds yeah. extremely loving. Beautiful. Yeah. And also in in the, I feel I need, that would give me, um, you should be careful to let that be it and that let, not let your partner then do also do an I feel I need because sometimes when there's a trigger that's just it mm-hmm. and I feel I need for your partner can be in an in a different mo- uh, moment so it's not right. it's not like a battle or so yeah, even okay, to you say need that, but I need that. yeah so even to say hey I would really need you to receive me in this it, it's really important for me that you just listen and hold this space and we can create space for you later but right now I would really appreciate that. Okay, that is extremely loving. Now, how would you say it in seductive, dominating, kinky way? Oh, Jesus. You're pushing me onto my edges. Am I a Scorpio rising or what? Beautiful. Love it. Dirty talk is so not my thing. I've been, I've been, I'm learning it. I'm trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like I need you, like from the demanding, but like holding yourself, owning your owning that this is your need, and you will give it to me because I'm fucking awesome. (laughs) But you know, kind of like, and if you don't, you know, if you talk to that woman again. I will cut your peep off. <laughs> you know, or, you know, I will tie you up and you will not see the day of light ever again. And it's kind of like, you better receive yes. that. You have my attention because yeah. it has been a pattern breaking expression. <laughs> Would you ever say something like that? <laughs> no. it's totally cool and also I feel like so often when we are in conversations that like we run on patterns and old beliefs sometimes this shaking this like radically different approach is actually what will allow the shift to happen yeah, I want to do. It's funny because dirty talk can be sometimes a bit triggering for me. So that's mm-hmm. why <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I also feel how this brings play into it. Yeah. Because we all know you're not going to cut off your partner's Penis. thing. Because hey, we still need that. Yeah, we need that. I need your penis, so I need you not to talk to that woman, please. Yeah, <laughs> that would no, be a playful. I'm also not demanding. Um, um, I don't want to demand uh, actions from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
and and the situation is totally not like that but um of course yeah yeah but i do feel how it brings a sense of of play into yeah. a serious and mm-hmm. difficult thing because this communicating is freaking difficult because we yeah. feel so vulnerable we feel like our little girl is on the on the front and she can be hurt uh, we feel like maybe everything can collapse or we will die alone or whatever it's feelings that come up that are not mm-hmm. necessarily reality but they are the truth in our body mm-hmm. in the moment um so i can really see how how well maybe not just the dirty talk but bringing playfulness in bring sensuality in can be really mm-hmm. a way to bringing the body to, into it yeah 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 no totally it's actually a very edgy terrain and you know when people have different love languages that is one thing too and what we think I think we spoke at the beginning it's like not only looking at this communication exchanges from our own experiences and our own lens but actually bringing curiosity but how will you be able to receive me it's not only Mm -hmm. how I want to be received but how are you able to receive me right Mm -hmm. and thank you for saying that dirty talk might not be your spice Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. honoring that completely yeah yeah (sighs) yeah and yeah, this, this just makes me think about how we talked about how we have an inner masculine and an inner feminine and so does your partner because mm-hmm. um, I got some advice from a friend last week who is a relationship mm-hmm. therapist and she said like really feel into your triggers and get it out of the situation and, and, and give it meaning. What does it mean to you? And then let your partner... Do the same about the thing. What does it mean to him? Mm-hmm. So something that triggers me can mean something to me yeah. and has yeah. totally different meaning to him. And then can you bring that together and try to understand each other instead of just looking at it from your own lens? Because mm-hmm. if my if my partner talks to someone, I can make that mean a lot of big things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because things happen in my body but for him it can just mean that he is being of service or he is being a Mm. good friend Mm. or to actually get to the core right what is it that's actually being triggered yeah and bring that together instead of demanding i don't want you to do this anymore or i need Mm. you to do that but really yeah try to be open to explore that and Mm. see how you can find like common ground in that and also if partner knows what stuff means to you he can assure you that there's something else or Mm. he can act different but it helps for him to understand your meaning and the other way around as well because if i understand why he does certain thing uh, things and they have different meaning than i thought they would have Mm. i can just be happy for him to do that So again, bringing forward the Gemini archetype of curiosity, wanting to know, going deeper and wider, actually receiving and deep listening through that inviting expression. Beautiful. Well, this has been a very meaningful conversation, Saskia. Yeah, for me. Thank you. I wonder 
how can people find you and how can people work with you? People can find me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Saskia Weisman is very Dutch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very Dutch. Um, I do my Instagram in Dutch, but um, yeah, I'm happy to help everyone in a different language in a one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Yeah. I work with people for about three months to mm -hmm. really just, yeah, move through whatever it is that you, yeah, that you still long for in your life, in your sexuality, mm -hmm. in your femininity, your masculinity. Um, mm. Yeah. And yeah, just get into that body and listen to what your body has to tell you. So mm. yeah, for everyone who, yeah, who wants to be more present in, in his or her body and, and, or there. and <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> um, yeah to transform to go deeper beautiful and i mean what is one of the big messages of this gemini season is also like even though you're writing dutch there's so much energetic transmission so much embodied wisdom so much just like beautiful expression that is present there that you know even a beautiful practice of what can we receive from a someone's post or a story when we don't understand the language yeah that's a practice of you don't understand too. anything i talk about i do <laughs> understand a little excuse me i lived in the netherlands <laughs> no i remember i once um uh, was at this at this workshop in colombia mm -hmm. and there's this woman who I have on Instagram and she only speaks Spanish and I don't understand a word of she, what she's saying, but I look at all of her stories because I'm like, yeah, oh, I feel this. Yeah, yeah. So that's what yeah. it's, like. it's the energetic trans transmission. Yeah, because we do and, communicate through pictures as well, through music, yeah. through sounds that we make. And I try to move a lot on my Instagram and like be mm -hmm. in my body so you will see me moving energies moving anger moving sadness and Damn right. doing a little dance every once in a while beautiful baby <laughs> love to witness you there thank you so much for this juicy communication um mm. sending love to all your inner feminine and masculine energies out there inner children sacred children and um yeah, can't wait to, hmm, how do we end this? Well, I just want to sincerely thank you for waving yeah. your magic with me and being so honest so and transparent. And I, want to, I want to thank you as well, because somehow these questions really help land it in me. So I got Again. a lot of clarity. <laughs> it's, it's the cosmic ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Awesome. This was awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And there are some beautiful links in the show notes if you want to connect further with us and leave us a note of what came up for you, what um, got activated, or if you want to share this episode with the people you think would might be interested. Um, and if you share it on your social media, please make sure to tag us both so that we can send some colorful emojis your way <laughs> and an energetic hug and gratitude note and I also want to tell you on that note that yes 
Cosmic Explorations Gang group journey is open. It is more affordable than it was before because the structure has also changed a little bit. And if you feel like the group setting is not what you are looking for right now, I do want to tell you that my Cosmic Coaching space is open as well. And I have already welcomed some beautiful souls in this space. And oh, I'm so excited to deepen it. Uh, and I have spaciousness for, I would say, two more. It is a three months deep dive with all of the sacred tools that I use. But it is very much intuitive, customized to you with a, a bit of structure to provide that safety. And again... A link to more is in the show notes below. But I do want to say, I do want to send this invitation through the frequencies of this podcast to those who might feel called. Because I was tuning into the people who Cosmic Coaching Space is inviting. And there were quite like, there were three specific types that came through. First, type of people that cosmic coaching wants to invite to play are rebellious souls and passionate visionaries meaning people who are already kind of doing their thing are super passionate about what they do feel that sense of purpose direction dedication to growth but might feel overwhelmed by the responsibilities that they might that they feel they need to hold or feel scattered with so many ideas constantly flowing through them might hold a lot of expectations of themselves and feel critical often always wanting to do more know more do better too much all at once and want to feel more supported want to receive more guidance have a mirror to bounce things with because it is so much more potent and powerful when we are able to receive that support, have a space to reveal ourselves in our vulnerability as well. I want to guide you from feeling all over the place into rooting, grouting, living from your center, from your core values, prioritizing what truly matters to you, moving with more presence, intentionality, devotion and love so that you don't deplete yourself. A permission to be your glorious, messy self and make an art out of it. That's what Cosmic Aspirations is about. And I want to hold you in your fullest fucking spectrum exactly as you are in the given moment with the wholesome acceptance, which becomes a new default of what kind of relating you're available for. And the Cosmic Coaching... Even if you're too busy, you feel, will bring that structure, will bring that support, that you're not scattered, but you're able to hold all of these different pieces that you do want to wave through and engage with from that rooted, secure, confidence, supported space. Claiming this time can create so much more spaciousness and bring you the structure that actually supports and amplifies your flow. So yeah, creators, creatives, healers, entrepreneurs, artists of life or actual fine arts. <laughs> those are the 
Yeah, that's kind of like the first type of people that I feel like connecting with at this time. And a second kind of people that are not too far from that, but I call them the blooming flowers, that, you know, your life might be all right. There's nothing majorly wrong, but you want more. You know you came here for more. And you're looking for your own authentic way to move with more purpose. But perhaps you're not sure how that exactly looks like. So you're at a point where even though you might know it might not be easy, it's almost like you have no choice but to go for what you want because you realize that it is more painful to stay where you're at than to make the necessary moves that will help you bloom in your authenticity and purpose. So it's almost like right now it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when, how, and with whom. And here's your answer, baby. It's now with Cosmic Coaching, with me and the spirit and your cosmic team. Let me guide you into the place where you know how widely capable, lovable, worthy you are and you're able to step, move with this energy. When you're not taking life so seriously anymore but invite in more play, more pleasure, more openness, more trust and surrender. To move with clarity. So that it's not you who works for life, but you make your life work for you. Yeah. And then the third kind of people are actually men. I want to work with more men. And actually, I want to celebrate that I do have the first men-identifying cosmic coaching client. I um, was talking to one earlier this year, and he confirmed, but then kind of ghosted me, which is okay, you know, that happens sometimes. Um, But right now, I really feel ready to work with men because I see so many women engaging and doing this deeper work, and men are kind of like looking from a distance oftentimes so if you know a man that might be interested in this kind of dance and exploration deepening the understanding of themselves and how they can work with their emotions how can they hold the space how can they move with more clarity purpose strength that comes with softening integrating their own feminine and masculine energies you can send them my way or like drop a little suggestion. Or if you are the man that are looking for this kind of deepening, oh man, I am here for that. And on that note, thank you all for being here. I really deeply value your presence, your contribution, your energetic exchange. Please, please connect with me through Instagram so that I know we are alive and that I'm not just talking into the void, into my microphone here. Um, Cool. And until next time. Love you.